Hey there, and welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Let's do a quick cheap plug at the top. October 2nd, I'm doing a live virtual stand-up show. You can get your tickets at rushticks.com. It'll be 90 minutes of stand-up and sketches and a Q&A at the end. So that's rushticks.com. But I'll shut up about my stupid show happening October 2nd where you can get your tickets at rushticks.com. Let's get to our guest waiting in the wings. You heard him on uh, parts one and two of the Toy Hall of Fame is Gavin Eddings. Hey, what's up, Brent? Hey, dude. Uh, tell me about this uh, Gavin Loves Horror YouTube channel you won't <laughs> stop talking about. I know. I, I won't stop talking about it. Let, let me plug it. It's not, your, it's not as good as your virtual comedy show on October 2nd at <laughs> rushticks.com. Uh, but my thing is free. It's on the YouTube machine. Mine's not. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't, make that don't money. watch Gavin until you see my show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I can't even monetize on YouTube. It's real depressing. Uh, I need a thousand subscribers. Please subscribe. Um, but no, Gavin loves horror. It's my horror themed YouTube channel where I just talk about uh, horror movies. I do reviews. I make lists. I do recommendations. You were on an episode where we discussed hillbilly horror, which was a lot of fun. I also went to days of that Indianapolis and did an honest review of that con because cons still happen during a pandemic. Unless they're uh, virtual cons, but that was not. Virtu- it was not. It was an in-person con. But if you if you see the video of how well it was attended, I was safe. I was very <laughs> very. I had no problem getting around social distancing. What's been your favorite video you've done for Gavin Loves Horror? Uh my favorite video I've done. I really enjoyed the one I did with you, and then I also really enjoyed. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reaction videos, so like trailers. Mm-hmm. So I did one for Terrifier two. I did one for The Haunting of Bly Manor. And then the one I put the most work into was um, seven sequels better than the original. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed doing that one because I got to like show off some of my horror knowledge and uh, maybe create some conversation as well about which sequels to horror movies were actually better than the original. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a fun. There's another episode I did with uh, Garrett Elzinga, which uh, all encompassing all genres of the best sequels ever. So maybe you and I could do uh, an episode on the best horror sequels. Or yeah, you can that, just I would love watch that. Gavin's video on uh, his channel. On YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to come back and talk about best horror sequels because I did like seven of them. And then when I got done with the video, I was like, I need a part two because people in the comments were like, oh, well, Final Destination 2 is so much better. And I was like, oh, that's not on my list. So I got to talk about that. Yeah, there's always some uh, some people in the comments that uh, totally negate all the hard work you did in the video. <laughs> Well, why didn't you you, talk about this? Oh, yeah. How'd you not mention the collection? (laughs) I was like, well, okay, that's kind of obscure, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's always some super horror nerd, which is never a bad thing, but it's always some guy like, you didn't mention this. I'm like, yeah, you're (laughs) right. I, because I can't watch everything all the time. I I, I haven't seen the houses that October built too. I saw the first one, but I I, I haven't seen all of them. That would be on my list, by the way. So Really? Okay, I'll I'll check it out then. Uh, I'd be that guy. Um, But our format today, if you're uh, familiar or if you're not, I'm still going to explain it. It's uh, just the facts. So I have a random fact generator, which you can just find on Google, or I pull (laughs) up uh, Uber facts, which is... uh, 
uh, a Twitter account on uh, Twitter. That's where you keep, they keep the Twitter accounts. Wow, and, I did not know that. I'm learning already. That is an uber fact. Yeah. <laughs> Tweets but, uh, are on Twitter. People people are like, uh, why, why are there so many facts about that car service? No, it's not <laughs> uber facts. It's just a, an account about facts called Uber Facts. So yeah, okay. I thought it was. I, I thought it was when you, when you mentioned it to me. I was like, "Are these facts I would hear in an Uber? Are this this is just the it's, opinions of one Uber driver?" It's like Cash Cab, but there's no real trivia. It's just me. Not, <laughs> I won't stop talking about things. <laughs> it's me talking politics while I drive you to wherever you need to go. That's right. Yeah, it's a, a mix between uh, taxi cab confessions. <laughs> and uh uber facts <laughs> so i'll give you a fact and i'll be like uh, what are you two into <laughs> <laughs> hey sir you looking to get cucked tonight <laughs> uber facts says one in five men <laughs> love being cucked are you the one one two three four you <laughs> uh, so let's let's not waste any time and jump into an uber fact and see where it's going to throw this conversation the human brain named itself that is that is true i mean that and so, here on the show i also i don't question any of these facts <laughs> i just take them for face value but it is like the brain was like, I will name myself the brain. Yeah, because it had to come from somewhere. So, wow. You know, if My this were an ancient aliens episode, they'd be like, did we name the brain ourselves? <laughs> then the guy comes out, it's like, it was the aliens. <laughs> yeah, or was there some outside influence? <laughs> and they'll show the same painting they show on every episode of <laughs> like a person, but then a little like a UFO in the background. <laughs> It's like, I, what I loved about that is how um, in Alien versus Predator, it became canon that the Predators built our pyramids. So maybe the Predators actually named the brain. That's what I'm sticking with. And some real conspiracy theorists would be like, see, they're hiding it in plain sight. <laughs> they're trying to normalize it. <laughs> QAnon told me that the brain named the brain, the brain. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This, this checks out. And uh, yeah. So they're there and they didn't know that till exactly when it happened <laughs> not before not a second before conspiracy theories are best when it's already been done like they're like i think there's a conspiracy to kill that jfk guy but afterwards they're like yeah i saw i saw a babushka lady on the gra <laughs> on the grassy knoll taking photos why'd she have an umbrella open it was a sunny day yeah and she it was with the umbrella from uh batman it was the penguin's yeah. umbrella and you know I saw, <laughs> I saw her shoot the president, and then it turned into a helicopter, and she flew away. <laughs> and she flew, and she says, "Good day, my boy." And <laughs> she flew away. Turns out it was actually the penguin and drag. <laughs> Good day, my boy, is some cold ass shit to say to somebody after you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ba ba ba. Good day, my boy. Day. Yeah, very like. Usually, it's very menacing, but he's still a gentleman. <laughs> As he wipes the blood away from his monocle or whatever. <laughs> oh, good day, uh, another one. Uh, Bill Hader worked at a movie theater in college and was fired for telling rude customers how Titanic ended. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's like, you can't be mad at somebody for that. Like you have to, if you're being rude, 
then yes, you, you need to have Titanic ruined for you. Hey, can we get two for Titanic, you dumb son of a bitch? Oh, is that the movie where the guy dies at the <laughs> end? <laughs> where there was enough room on the door, but he still not, and he floats down to the bottom. I've slept with a woman several times. They like their room. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should have gotten a, a queen size or at least a king, <laughs> California king size door. And see, I saw that a lot of the people on the, on in the light boats had like blankets. They were all women because women are blanket hogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, if you're going to get up to get a blanket, you might as well get two. Same as if you're going to get fries, you might as well get a big one because she's going to ask for them, fellas. Am I right? <laughs> there, I saw Jack was wearing a hoodie before he went into the water. She took his hoodie as well. <laughs> I just missed Jack so much with his oversized hoodie. <laughs> and, and his Hurley hoodie. Just... <laughs> it smells <laughs> like him still. <laughs> also, he's right there, so I can just give him a sniff, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's getting kind of cold and it's kind of wearing off. Yeah, and he's kind of dead. Uh, <laughs> welcome to mansplaining with Brent and Gavin. <laughs> mansplaining what death is. Listen, <laughs> you broads need to learn when a man dies, it's your fault. <laughs> I did at uh, one time I was on stage doing stand-up comedy like I'm going to be doing October 2nd for <laughs> RushTix.com. Uh, I was on stage and I, it was, you know, probably, I don't know, 3,000 to 4,000 people in the audience. and uh, <laughs> That sounds about right. Pre-pandemic numbers, that sounds correct. Yeah, pre, pre uh, yeah, that's right. And I can't imagine how my numbers are going to be once I go back on the road. <laughs> At but least double that. I, I told them that it was uh, Brad Pitt's wife's head in the box in seven. <laughs> 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 and the thing is, I didn't give you a spoiler alert because it's been long enough. Yeah, so were, were they just being a shitty crowd, and you're like, hey. Yeah, something, because uh, I th uh, probably it was like, what's in the box type thumps it. I was talking to the audience, and, and I was like, oh, you guys are going to be shitty? Okay, well, here you go. <laughs> just going to ruin things for you. So I, I try to stay current on all shows, so I do have that in my back pocket. <laughs> I can ruin something for people if they're uh, a bad audience. There was a guy who – um. I knew, and he was being shitty and super racist online. Mm -hmm. And he would always like deny, like I'm not being racist. So I sent him Deadpool spoilers. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, but I did it under like a shell account. I was <laughs> like, hey, was like here's what happens in Deadpool too. And he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, don't be racist. Don't be. That's what you get. That's how. That's the 2020 like revenge is. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm trying to think of another major spoiler. You know, it was Darth Vader that it was his dad, right? You know that. Like, <laughs> you know that Bruce Willis dead the whole time. <laughs> Die Hard was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Hans Gruber couldn't shoot him. The bullets went through him. Why do you think it was called Die Hard? <laughs> uh, LeBron James turned down a $10 million offer from Reebok when he was an 18-year-old high school student saying that Nike or Adidas could uh, potentially offer him more. Less than a year later, he signed with Nike for $90 million. I can't even imagine having that money now, yet alone having anybody offer that to me when I'm 18 years old. Man, like $10 million? Yeah, because, well, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for it back then when I was 18, but I, I would – 
at ninety million dollars, like then you got to keep playing basketball and stuff. If I get <laughs> if I get ninety million dollars, I'm gone. I, I, you're not going to see me again. I'm just going to live out the rest of my days wherever I want. Like it was a gamble though for him because if he turned on that shoot it, if he turned on the Reebok deal and then like tore his ACL or like ended his career, yeah, like that. Then the next, like he's he's like the best guy working at at your local Target. Like I could have had ten million dollars. Yeah, he's that guy that's always, uh, he he's kind of the old harbinger of doom in every horror movie. <laughs> talking about the old days or the guy that in every small town bar that was like. You know, I played uh, quarterback, right? Like, <laughs> listen, if anybody ever offers you a $10 million shoe deal, damn it, you take it. You it's, don't hold out for more. It's got a you, death curse. <laughs> if you if you turn down the money, you'll be out on dead man's curve. And you'll, <laughs> take the, and you'll take it too fast and you'll flip your car and you'll break your ankle. A devil's backbone. <laughs> uh, I do like any movie where... It, whatever they're racing on or something it has to do with devil's backbone devil's <laughs> curve and i went in my wife's uh small hometown there's i think it's called devil's curve and she said it i was like hold on wait are you from every action movie i've ever seen in the 90s where they have to like save the rec center or something <laughs> well i like devil's curve because it represents a thicker devil and i like that <laughs> be like i like my devil with curves devil's curves which I, <laughs> i'm not trying to body shame the devil here but he can sit on attack if his ass wasn't so fat <laughs> devil's curve sounds like a succubus yoga studio <laughs> <laughs> You want to go to Devil's Curves? That Devil's Curves is what you get when you eat too much Devil's food cake. <laughs> uh, let's jump to the mentalfloss.com uh, amazing fact generator. Brought to you by... That sounds like I was doing a, an ad spot. Uh, <laughs> is this brought to you by Rush Tickets, your virtual show on October 2nd? That, yeah, yeah I, you're my wingman now. You, you just might... You come in and hype stuff. I'm your hype man, and I'll fight anybody in the crowd as well. I'm, I'm all... <laughs> you talking shit about the man? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you 3,000 fans here tonight <laughs> said, said something shitty to my man right here? My mans. You got to say my mans. <laughs> I'm wearing chains. So many chains. <laughs> uh, on Good Friday in 1930, the BBC reported, quote, there is no news, end quote. Instead, they played piano music. <laughs> we, we like to joke about, like, slow news days. But just think back before, like, the 24-hour news cycle where you could just, like, be like, well, nothing happened. Yeah. Deedly, deedly, dee. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That that's what there's not even a soft news piece where like, can you believe this puppy did something? <laughs> like <laughs> that puppy did murder. That puppy yeah. committed a murder in these days. So can you imagine like a do you think they have a like a piano player on retainer for there was no <laughs> news? Like today's the big day. I finally get called up. <laughs> he he walks in the studio. He he's wearing like those tuxedos with the tails. He throws it back. He's like, "Here we go!" Cracks knuckles. <laughs> deedly, deedly, deedly. <laughs> uh, that's what a I now I long for that day back in 1930 when there's no news. 
Yeah, like I, I don't know who was president back then, but they're like, he didn't do anything. Well, this like, was the was... BBC, but it was still the president's fault. <laughs> <laughs> the prime minister, like he didn't do anything. Chip, yeah. chip, nothing. I say, uh, old boy, whatever the penguin said. <laughs> and that call back that I forgot. I forgot it too. It was so good. Old boy, uh, Herbert Hoover. <laughs> so we can blame Herbie, Herbie Hoover and his no vacuum news. cleaner empire. <laughs> those are those are related, right? Herbert Hoover. I and... think so. You know what? That sounds right to me. If there's an Uber fact that says Herbert Hoover was selling vacuums while president, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, he was. That was a Hoover fact. He's always spilling shit <laughs> in the Oval Office. <laughs> Did you say it was a Hoover fact? A Hoover fact, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I spilled all these bowling balls. Well, look, let's see how strong my vacuum cleaner is. I set this wine glass on a mattress. It's unrelated, but one day it'll make sense. Casper mattresses. <laughs> Try it in your home for 45 days. And then if you don't like it, we'll take it back and sell it to somebody else. <laughs> that's too many days to let somebody try a mattress. That, that's too many nights. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would like really like to, if you don't like it, I wonder what they do with that. They probably like give it to somebody else. They're like, this, this one's a little broken in. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is the uh, bargain bin uh, pre-owned. It's, uh, no, it's uh, certified, pre-owned certified. <laughs> How do you feel about getting cucked on a cuck mattress? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did get one of those uh, mattresses recently. As I a cuck mattress? A cuck mattress, yeah. <laughs> we had the regular mattress, but then we have the cuck mattress. <laughs> you got to keep work and play separate. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you, sometimes you get jealous laying on the cuck mattress if you, <laughs> he was here. Uh, but we got one of those mattresses in the, like one of those box ones in the mail, and part of me was like, well, this is not going back because I saw how it was packaged, and there's no way I can roll physically roll this mattress up and put it in a box. Oh, it rolls up? Yeah, it's kind of like a like a... Uh, a, kind of a tube and they had it rolled up and it's you know it's in plastic so I don't know how they fold all those or whatever uh, you know I have trouble like putting anything back in the box so I can't imagine like a mattress that that just sounds like too much work well just imagine a sleeping bag but a, a 10 inch mattress <laughs> like thick I'm talking thick devil's curves <laughs> Do you like your mattress though? Is it good? I do. Uh, it was whatever the like the Amazon choice was, but oh, uh, we that's we both what Jeff were... that's what Jeff Bezos sleeps on actually. <laughs> I I believe he sleeps on a stack of money, but it's sympathetic <laughs> money. <laughs> it's memory foam money. He puts his hand down. Like look at it. It, it, it. He puts wine glasses on his money. Jumps on it. That's right. I'm a super villain. <laughs> Yeah, we do like the mattress actually. So, but it, I feel like I th it was day forty six when it started to feel a little too firm. They got us. <laughs> That's always day forty six when they're, they're like, "Find the mattress." Is like, finally, I can be myself. It takes its bra off, stops wearing makeup. You like, you've well, changed. <laughs> you don't bring me flowers anymore. The mattress just sits around all day while watching its stories, <laughs> eating. Eating uh, whatever I brought home in hopes to have when I got off from work. I'm going to have that leftover pizza. Well, 
Too late. I've been working all day at the goddamn foundry mattress. Why are you doing this? I came home, I was looking for that four to that pizza all day long. And here you are sitting on your fluffy ass eating my pizza. Well, I had the salad, but then I didn't get full because it was salad. So I decided to eat all the pizza. This this podcast is taking a turn for the worst when we're doing mattress improv. <laughs> Brought you know to you by like. RushTix.com. <laughs> you know what? If you're in your car right now, yell out a scenario and we'll improv it. Did I hear a Starbucks? I, I heard Starbucks. <laughs> I that I re- it reminds me of was it the movie Ted Two where they go see improv and <laughs> they're like, "We need a suggestion for a place or whatever," and they just keep saying 11 <laughs> <laughs> just for whatever scenario. Which is probably when this episode is going to come out, too. So uh, never forget. That's true. Yeah, we're, we are recording this on uh, 9-11 Eve. <laughs> which, that, I, haven't, I haven't put up my decoration. <laughs> out of all the... Well, they'll come down pretty quick. But, uh, <laughs> and some would say a free fall demolition <laughs> style. Uh, yeah. If you're going to add Eve to any pre... Uh, I was going to say holiday, but that's completely wrong. Nobody's like, it's uh, 9-11 Eve. <laughs> we, I can't wait to wake up early tomorrow morning and celebrate the holiday. <laughs> yeah. It all, it's, it's weird now when I see people be like, yeah, I got a thing coming up on, it's uh, September 11th. And I'm like, what, at what point were we like, yeah, just go ahead and book it on, for September 11th. <laughs> I know there was a tragedy, but at a certain point, you do have to move on. Did you ever see the commercial for the mattress store that had a 9-11 sale? I did. I wanted to do like a local, uh, an episode of this show where it's local commercials. Yeah. But I don't they have like a 9-11 sale and like the mattresses fall down? And Yeah, because it, yeah, cause they, they like pretend to be planes and fly to the mattresses. It's like, okay, I'm all in the, I'm all in favor of some bad taste comedy. Yeah. But, but when you're paying to have it on television for the layman's, yeah. Like, no, like I don't know why they think that's a good idea. The, the kind of people that would actually see that local commercial during whatever local show they're watching <laughs> are going to be furious. Yes, like when you're watching the news or if they're airing, if you're watching the news and it's also like, come on down to Ted's Mattresses 9-11 sale. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're not going there. Yeah, like they've already, d- like a, the, a, an MLK sale and you're like, come on, man. Like... <laughs> So many people do MLK Day sales, though. They're like, Martin Luther King Day sales. Like, I've cut radio spots for them, I believe. So that's so bizarre. Like, it is like a holiday where you get it off. So what if they have a day where you don't have to go to work or whatever, they're going to have a a day. So if 9-11 was a day where you could get it off from work, I guarantee they would have a 9-11 sale for real. Oh, yeah, definitely, because everybody's like, Martin Luther King Day, come buy a new car in honor of MLK. That's like, what he would want. <laughs> I have a dream that I've wanted a Hyundai Sonata <laughs> at a 2.7% interest with no payments for 60 months, <laughs> and we'll throw in the floor mats for free. That free speech. at last. Free at last. <laughs> that speech literally changed my life. Like I remember where I was when I heard it for the first time and I went out and got a Hyundai Sonata. (laughs) Thanks MLK. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so how do we get on? We went from mattress <laughs> improv to tragedy <laughs> improv. <laughs> Let's look at our random fact generator one more time. Here we go. People didn't always say, quote, hello, when they answered the phone. When the, uh, when the first regular phone service was established in 19 or 1870, 1978, that would be weird. Uh, 1878, Alexander Graham Bell suggested answering the phone with, quote, ahoy. I think we missed out on like, this. As in chips. <laughs> chips chips ahoy. ahoy. That's why uh, Mr. Burns on The Simpsons will answer the phone and he says, ahoy hoy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where that came from because he's always old timey. Yeah, he's, he's super old. But I think... Going from ahoy to hello is like the biggest downgrade. Yeah, well, yeah, especially, do you ever have somebody just answer the phone and not say hello? Like, oh, am I supposed to go? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> That's the worst bad improv. When it's just like, is it my turn? I, I answer. I answer my phone and say yes and yes just, and <laughs> yes and and they're like all right we're in a Starbucks on 9-11 like <laughs> go damn it mom come on you are in the army why are you being so disrespectful right now <laughs> to the to our troops not only the troops but also <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> yeah I usually just say I'll usually say hello or or if I know who it is I'll be like hey what's up yeah but hey I'm, Gavin I, you know yeah yeah, like, hey, what's up, Brent? Or I'll be like, I'm never just like, what? Or speak. Or like, hey, what I do, do you want? Because I've not really talked to you on the phone much, which is weird because this is kind of what we're doing right now, but video yeah. style. But uh, to uh, the people that will call me that I'm I'm pretty close to, which I would include you, but I, I do answer. I just say, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, ahoy. So uh, I think we should bring that back. Yeah, let's do it. Like when, when people come on your podcast, be like, ahoy. Ahoy. And, let, and just let people know what, what you're about. You're about that old time me. <laughs> you're about the old times. About Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, yeah, uh, and I feel like ahoy just sounds like too many too many other words. Yeah, like aho. You can aho, say like, yeah. <laughs> ahoy, hoy. Because hello. I don't think it, it's not like a another word that sounds similar, but you you kind of can hear hello as opposed as opposed to like ahoy. Like that sounds like the end of a thing, you know. <laughs> You're like chips ahoy. Are you eating right? <laughs> are you eating a cookie right now? Are you ordering a cookie at a restaurant? What are you doing? Well, if I'm talking on the phone and you guess that I'm eating a cookie, it's likely that that's true. But. <laughs> I've seen you on the phone. You open a bag of cookies to answer the phone. That's my routine. Some people want to get their headphones out. Uh, some people want to walk to the other room. I just go to the cupboard and get out <laughs> some cookies. You got you to gotta eat to really calm your nerves. Yeah. Well, my nerves. Uh, another, let's do another mental floss. Uh, umchina, a Korean term. Hold on. Let's let me read this before we say something. <laughs> uh, um China, a Korean term meaning quote mom's friend's son, is used to describe a person who's better at everything than you are. So I guess that would be like a one upper. Um yeah. China, because I'm but, trying to make sense of mom's friend's son. So yeah, that's a 
my girlfriend, she's half Korean and her mother's from South Korea. And this is a, this is a thing. Like her mom, like Korean mothers are like the most vicious. Like if you're not living up to the expectation of, of your friend's son, mm-hmm. like it is a, it is a real thing. So next time I'm over there, I'm going to bust out the Umchina. Damn. Just, I'll be like, uh, hi soon, Umchina. And she'll be like, what? What do you uh, mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be you like, are- you're your 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 daughter with the phd is the umchina of your family because i saw your i i saw your friend ming's son he's doing quite well for himself and i guarantee that uh ming's son doesn't know the term one upper and i know the term for that (laughs) yeah that's uh i love korean I love Korean trash talk. I love that this is umchina. It sounds almost like an instrument. It sounds really pleasant. Yeah, and that, like, well, that and that's me uh, with my white guy pronunciation. I don't know if that's actually how you say it, but it's spelled that way. So I'm sure if you said umchina, that's just <laughs> that, that's a real white guy. It's also what I say when I leave a Chinese buffet. Mm, I'm like China. China. <laughs> well, if you said that, I'd be like, yeah. What about China? Uh, <laughs> Or it sounds like like a secret, like, um, China? <laughs> like like you're about, you need to look around before you say whatever you say next. Um, China's being a little bit of a, bit of a bitch right now. So All one billion of the people. Are... <laughs> yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's like when you, you see, there's always like that stereotype of immigrant parents being like, you have to go to school. You got to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. I don't know. Oh, it's real. (laughs) It's real. Yeah. Have they uh, tried to encourage you to do anything, Gavin, with your life? (laughs) No, they pretty much figured I'm a lost cause. (laughs) They're Like, I'm pretty sure Stephanie is only dating me to get back at her parents. Like, look at this broke-ass white boy I brought home. He's not a doctor <laughs> or a lawyer. He does radio and IT work now. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. When you walk out of the room, they just look at each other and you're like, he collects toys. <laughs> he loves toys. Well, this is a true story. Um, I... We uh, during Christmas we have uh, a Christmas tree upstairs, which is like like the nice display Christmas tree, and then downstairs we, we had mine. And her mom one time said, "Oh, this is like the kids' Christmas tree." <laughs> <laughs> About mine, and I've never felt more disrespected in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. So, and and all fairness, though, did it have a whole bunch of toys on it and stuff? It did. It had like my Walking Dead ornaments and, and my Darth Vader on it. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, you know what? This is the child. This is the child's tree, but you don't have to tell me about it." And she said it that way, even knowing that you guys don't have children. Oh, this is <laughs> this—that's that makes it worse, you know. <laughs> this, this is a tree for the kids, <laughs> or for a thirty-three-year-old adult man. <laughs> Umchina. <laughs> she umchinated my Christmas tree. That that's for damn sure. Your your uh Christmas tree has to live up to Rockefeller Center or it's not good <laughs> Rockefeller's is actually really good friends with her mom. So <laughs> I was recently watching uh The Simpsons, which I that's the thing I could say any day of the week. I was recently <laughs> watching The Simpsons, but it was the episode called uh Ho uh uh, maximum Homer Drive, where Homer changes his name from Homer to Max Power. 
Oh, okay. And the other name that I, I just realized he said, because he's trying to do like these over-the-top names, but he's not doing it on purpose. He's just being Homer. His <laughs> other name that he suggested he suggested was uh, Hercules Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a masculine name. Just like <laughs> Hercules is already just a one name name. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rockefeller, you're like, well, that guy's wealthy. Hercules <laughs> Rockefeller. <laughs> that's too much. You're doing too much, Homer. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's why they call it Maximum Homer Drive. <laughs> Let, I got I actually saved two news stories for you and I to talk about, and they will we will wrap it up. So we're gonna uh, shift yet another gear and go from uh, facts to some news stories because, as you just mentioned, uh, you were no stranger to uh, radio. That is correct. Every day you, with show prep on radio, you talk about news stories. So this is where uh, this came from, from me working with the Bob and Tom show. These are a couple of news stories we had, and I'm sure uh, you guys uh, had too. So okay. uh, this was kind of a, a, um, a today in history type thing. So we had the uh, first ever uh, drunk driving arrest and uh, – I mean, it's okay. On September 10th, 1897, a 25-year-old London taxi driver named George Smith becomes the first person ever arrested for drunk driving after slamming his cab into a building. Smith later pleaded guilty and was fined 25 shillings, which uh, I did the math and that equates to 25 kajillion shillings today. <laughs> With inflation, of course. With inflation, yeah. I remember when I could see a movie for 25 shillings. <laughs> now it's kajillion, which is a, a real number that I made up. But uh, So the first ever drunk driving arrest was in 1897. So I don't know how much, how long alcohol had been around, uh, you know, before that, but <laughs> they're like, all right, guys, this is becoming ridiculous. <laughs> we, we can't be driving vehicles. Yeah, like we we can't be doing this. I wonder if his mugshot was posted on like the the town square, but it had to be hand drawn. Be <laughs> yeah. like, this is what he looks like. You know, Look when you go to the town square gas station and they have those <laughs> mugshot papers. <laughs> look at him here. Look at what look at what George did. He got a little bit of the sauce and then took yeah. his cap out for a ride. And then everybody's like, yeah, I did that on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we still have horses. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, can you, I think you can get charged with, like, intoxication while being on a horse, can't you? I think so. I mean, to, I mean, the horse probably knows the <laughs> The horse knows the way to carry to the sleigh through the white drifty <laughs> so if your grandmother's house. If you're ever thinking about driving drunk, call a horse instead. It will get you. It'll get you home. <laughs> that, that's don't. Yeah, that's the billboard. Don't call Uber. Don't call a cab. Call it. Save a cab. Ride a horse. <laughs> uh, uh, we need, I would. I would use that. I'm actually afraid of horses, so I would not use that service. Why are you afraid of horses? They're just big. They're just yeah. like, they're big and they're unpredictable. And I've seen enough movies where people like a, a horse kicked John Wick and John Wick did not get up. So yeah. I am no, I'm not John Wick. 
So if I get kicked by a horse, I'm, so I'm staying down. You mean the horse kicked John Wick or Keanu Reeves? He kicked John Wick the character. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie, yes. I'm basing this all on a movie. I do. I really enjoy calling certain actors by their character names instead of <laughs> their real name. Because to me, uh, Michael Clark Duncan isn't Michael Clark Duncan. He's, I call him Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even his character's name. Yeah, That's, I know. That's just the movie. Just, <laughs> he, he played the hallway? He played yeah. the actual Green Mile? Or you know, you know Teen Wolf? He was in that movie, uh, Back to the Future. You, you know Teen Wolf? And he was driving the DeLorean. Michael I J. loved. <laughs> I loved. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted? It's got John Wick in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now John Wick was in that Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's much different than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> he didn't fight once. I. It's crazy. <laughs> I was going to say he shot William Sadler immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave him a gold coin for some reason. <laughs> I hope that the first drunk driving thing, I hope that 25 shillings is like a coin at the Continental. In yeah, John Wick. Like, the John Wick you, money. You can never pay this debt back. Yeah, the, the 25 shillings actually equates to one John Wick money. And, <laughs> and I know I didn't, I, I, I said money, and it's technically incorrect, but it's funny if you say, give me one John Wick money. <laughs> There's a coin shortage. It's because John Wicks has taken them all. Yeah. I also like in those John Wick movies, he hands out those gold coins, but it'll be for different things. Like one gold coin could be like a tip on a a drink or like uh to, to kill a man. Yeah. Like there's no <laughs> there's no like uh, like list of how much something should cost. Also, like how much is the laundromat at the Continental? Like, is it like what? I don't think cleaning my underwear should be the same as killing another human. Yeah, yeah I I could either do laundry or I could buy a Tesla. I... <laughs> and kill somebody in said Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that John Wick money. Uh, I, I don't uh, understand it, but that's not the point of the movie. The point <laughs> is senseless violence. <laughs> I don't know what you watch it for. I watch it for its economic stability. I like watching uh, yeah. the market of John Wick. Uh, that it's instead of like Bitcoin, it'd be like Wickcoin. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How much is Wickcoin up to? <laughs> it's worth four murders right now. You can get four. <laughs> Good, four I'm, murders. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm out, baby. Uh, also, I do. It's kind of, I don't know if I'm annoyed or I like it in the John Wick movies. When, if I were to see you in a bar, I'd say, Gavin. And then you I'd would like, say, Brent. Brent. And then we would just like, that's how you acknowledge each other. Is just <laughs> saying the first name of somebody. Be like, hello, Brent. Gavin. No, Matt. it's not. It's not hello, Brent or ahoy, Brent. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just. Brent and a yeah. nod. <laughs> yep, that's. I mean, it, it keeps it straight and to the point. Yeah, it's but it's very consistent. So I think it's the same writer for all the movies. But uh, I think it is too. I I do like the John Wick movies. <laughs> so um, that's all this podcast has been. We we we've come to the logical part. Where we're like, yeah, we like the John Wicks. Yeah. What? 
No, enough with the mattress improv <laughs> and uh, the 9-11 talk. <laughs> it's time to talk strictly about John Wick and John the universe Wick. he has built. And this final news story, another today in history that I just thought was funny. Funny, but also, wow, really weird. Mike, uh, well, today in 1945, uh, so not only do we have the end of World War II, uh, oh, congrats. Big day. Ter- terrible war. A lot of people died. But also, so uh, Mike the Headless Chicken is decapitated in Colorado. Wait. Sur- Mike-, Mike the Headless Chicken, which is a chicken, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> is decapitated in Colorado. He survived for another 18 months before choking to death. <laughs> there, there's so much I don't understand with that entire sentence. So they cut his head off, and yeah, he the guy, I read it. The guy was gonna, you know, have his wife make some dinner, so he goes out to kill this chicken. I he hate cuts, these gender norms. I hate these gender norms already. Why can he not cook the chicken? <laughs> because that's woman's work. <laughs> 1945. Women I turned into dad. <laughs> <laughs> women couldn't speak till 1947. Actually. <laughs> You just had to uh, cook chicken. That's all. If you were sad, <laughs> you cook chicken. If you were angry, you make the chicken. I mean, uh, that, that's how I cope with life now. So it makes yeah. sense. So Mike the Headless Chicken, which I don't, that'd be really messed up if that's they, that's how they named him out of the gate. Mike the Headless Chicken. <laughs> I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like if I was like Brent the Big Penis Terhune. It's got to happen. <laughs> And we know it's true because if you did, didn't have such a big penis, you would not be doing a show on October 2nd <laughs> for, for 20,000 online screaming fans. At RushTix.com. <laughs> and I wouldn't also be wearing this back brace. <laughs> I have a uh, huge penis-induced scoliosis. <laughs> I hate whenever I see you, you have to always say my eyes are up here, which <laughs> is weird because I'm taller than you, so my eyes are always, but I always look at your huge hog. I can't, I can't miss it. My eyes are up here, podcast listeners. <laughs> Mike the Headless Chicken was born on April 20th, 420. Nice. <laughs> Blaze it. Uh, and, uh, 1945 and died March 17th, 1947. He was a Wyandot chicken. I, that's a kind of chicken. I don't know. Uh, but I'll, here's the, the beheading on September 10th. 1945, former uh, farmer Lloyd Olson uh, was planning to eat supper with his mother-in-law and was sent out, sorry, it was his mother-in-law, sent out to the yard by his wife to bring back a chicken. Olson chose a five and a half month old chicken named Mike. I don't don't know why they're like, let's name this one Mike. (laughs) Let's name it Mike, but also we're going to eat it later, so let's give it a name. (laughs) <laughs> I want to get I want to get real attached, so, so it really yeah. messes with my emotions. Do you think when that like the the chicken was doing something they didn't want it to, they were like Michael, stop it! <laughs> it's like <"Bucca?" laughs> uh I lost my place. That uh, Olson uh, chose the chicken. The axe removed the bulk of the head, but missed the juggler vein. Uh, leaving one ear and most of the brain stem intact. Due to Olson's failed attempt to behead Mike, the chicken 
was still able to balance uh, on a perch and walk clumsily. He, had, <laughs> he attempted to preen, peck uh, for food, and crow. Though This is where it gets weird. Though the lim- with limited success, his, quote, crowing consisted of a gurgling sound made in his throat. <laughs> what kind of haunted house shit is this? <laughs> like, why would you keep that chicken? Just hack it again. How bad yeah. are you that you can't? <laughs> it's right there. Like, I don't, I, like, I love chicken. I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't want to be there when they do it. But it, yeah. but it can't be that hard. You put the head there, you cut it off, and you're, b- b- bada bing, bada boom, you're done. It's got to, yeah, to have a botched, uh heading where it's like th- you have to do one thing cut like, the head off <laughs> like swing downward hard yeah. maybe not even that hard if your blade's sharp enough <laughs> but the, but they let this chicken live and waddle around and make death gurgles for 18 months yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh when mike did not die olsen instead decided to care for the bird all of a sudden <laughs> I've made so I know I've made mistakes, but I but I need to step up and be a real dad. God, uh, guys, let's go ahead and prolong the suffering of this animal. <laughs> I want this chicken to be alive for longer than Firefly was on the air. <laughs> he he fed it a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper and gave it small <laughs> grains of corn and worms. So, I don't. So it doesn't have a a mouth. So it's just like stuffing it in the neck hole, I guess. I guess. <laughs> this sounds awful. Just the aftercare sounds terrible. Uh, once his fame had been established, Mike began a career of touring sideshows in the company <laughs> of such other animals as two-headed, uh, as a two-headed baby. And I said animals, I meant anomalies, and that's not a baby. <laughs> I didn't I've mean to say of, animals and anomalies, but have uh, you seen was, have you seen some of these babies coming out? Animals, all of them. They really should give give uh, them their own show on TLC. <laughs> Who, did you ever see that show with the conjoined twins with the two heads? I did see that, and yeah. then every once in a while, like on the ads on websites, would be like, "What happened to these freaks?" And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, Zergnet! Did like, you, what are you? <laughs> did you learn nothing from the show? Like, <laughs> and also, I'm like, I kind of want to know what happened to him. Where are they now? Yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, what happened to little Hercules? I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about this all the time. <laughs> uh, he had, uh, what, where was I saying? He was also photographed for dozens of magazines and papers, and was featured in Time and Life magazines. Mike was put on display to the public for admission of a cost of 25 cents at the highest of his popularity. The chicken's owner earned uh, $4,500 a month, which I, I did the math and uh, which <laughs> translates to 4,500 kajillion dollars. <laughs> or five John Wick coins. <laughs> five five uh, wiki, wiki dollars. Wick coin. Uh, so uh, forty five hundred dollars a month, and they they did the uh, it's not translation. I'm trying to they did the math on it, which is fifty one thousand dollars today a month. That, I don't make that now, and I'm an able bodied college educated person. Yeah, and this guy fucked up cutting that off a chicken, and is like, this is my time to shine. <laughs> 
We got to get this chicken out on the road. <laughs> we got <laughs> 25 cents a chicken. Uh, that's not where the money comes from. That The money was from the merch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the chicken's also doing a virtual show on October 2nd. You have a lot of. <laughs> hey, fuck lot... that chicken. Don't watch his show. <laughs> watch my show. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, they're going to feed him with an eyedropper and prolong his suffering. So it sounds pretty good. He, uh, this, this chicken can gurgle, uh, what the best of them. He gurgles <laughs> all the hits. <laughs> it's a ventriloquist chicken. You can't see its lips move at all. Because they are, they're non-existent. <laughs> what do you think they did with the head? Do you think they kept I, that? I mean, I think you'd have to kind of. Or Probably I, hang it from your mirror in the truck. <laughs> I for good luck. I think if I messed up that badly, I would immediately try to start gluing stuff back together. Like, oh no, like, oh no, baby. I'm so sorry. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Do you think that song I'm trying to find it? You remember that song Chicken Head, that rap song? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that by ICP? Uh Project Pat, I think. Okay chicken head do you think that was about mike the headless chicken i like to think it is that's canonical now it's 100 percent. whatever you call a whenever you call a lady such as your wife or my girlfriend a chicken head you're really saying hey you are this famous chicken that brought in fifty-one thousand dollars a month hey i'd really take you on the road bitch that's how much i love you and exploit you hurt you real bad and then I would charge men to gawk at you. <laughs> 25 cents a piece. Uh, in March 1947 at a motel in Phoenix on a stopover. They, they had hotel money. They chose wow. to stay at a motel because they're humble people. <laughs> on a stopover while traveling back from tour, Mike started choking in the middle of the night. He had managed to get a kernel of corn in his throat, which at that point I think he's all throat. Uh, <laughs> he's, just, he's just a hole in a neck. The Olsons had inadvertently left their feeding and cleaning sy uh, syringes at the sideshow. You know, I forgot my <laughs> phone at the sideshow uh, the day before and were unable to save Mike. Olson claimed that he had sold the bird off, resulting in stories of Mike still touring the country as late as 1949, two years later. Other sources say the chicken's severed trachea could not properly take in enough air to be able to breathe and therefore choked to death in the motel. So Mike met I his end, but then somehow still toured for two more years. <laughs> so do you think there were other copycat chicken, Mike the Headless Chickens? There was a guy who's like, you're making how much? All right, I'm going to go and try to cut I'm gonna this. Go, <laughs> I'm going to go botch this. <laughs> cut this chicken's head off just right to not kill it and then <laughs> feed it and god what a shitty story i know what a what a downer it's just like i'm i'm just glad he didn't die of a drug overdose though because that have been really sad <laughs> well like, like a lot of rock stars that have hit the road he did die in a motel <laughs> <laughs> gasping for air <laughs> A couple more years and he could have joined the 27 Club. <laughs> oh, him, you know, Jimmy Hendrix, Jim Morrison, uh, uh, Janis Joplin, and Mike the Headless Chicken. <laughs> Be like, he was a rapper, wasn't he? I think so. Chicken head. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so I guess there's a uh, uh, a memorial for Mike. It's a 5K run like a headless chicken race. <laughs> Pin the head on the chicken. Chicken cluck off. Chicken bingo. So just whatever party games you play, just make it a chicken. Well, uh, on that's this his legacy. Well, everybody remember on 9-11 Eve to remember Mike the Headless Chicken. Put out your uh, severed chicken heads. <laughs> Put out your grain to carefully place in his throat hole. But cut it up so he doesn't choke. <laughs> or he'll come back as a poultry geist. Oh, boom. Got it. Folks, that's burr, the show. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> chicken head. <laughs> chicken head. Hit the music. Uh if I have enough time, I'll I'll hit the music right when I said that. Uh, but you, if you're just listening to this, me talking right now, I did not have enough time to edit the song. <laughs> uh, Gavin Loves Horror is the YouTube channel. Yes, Gavin Loves Horror's YouTube channel, also a Facebook page. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram at Gavin Eddings, where I post stuff on there as well. More uh, lightless horror stuff, more just regular funny stuff. So if you like regular comedy or horror related, I've got you covered. Gavin loves horror. Thanks for being on the show, Gavin Eddings. Thank, thank, thanks for having me back, Brent. Have a great day. Love you. I love you too. And as always here on the field trip, I close out the show by saying October 2nd, RushTech.com. <laughs> thanks, guys.